Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Happy June, friends. I can't believe we are halfway through this year already. Can you believe it? It has been just, it's flown by, honestly. And I wanted to let you know that you still have six more months to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. Continue to steward this time of singleness epically well. What have you not done yet? Do it now. This is your time. What are you waiting for? It's been an amazing year and it will continue to be an amazing year. Now today, to start our time together, I want to share a quote with you. One day, you will wake up and be so grateful that you didn't settle because you knew it wasn't God's best. Yep, so true. Now, we'd also love to encourage you to come and find us on Instagram. We love connecting with you guys, and we wanted to let you know that we are now launching weekly videos, and we're also going to be sharing weekly challenges with you guys over there. So if you aren't currently following us, come on over to at Heart of Dating on Instagram and join our crew and be a part of all the fun we're doing. Also, if you like what you're hearing, would you do us a favor and screenshot this episode right now? And after you're done listening to it, would you share it on social in some capacity? Maybe you share a quote and tag us, or maybe you use a screenshot and put it on your Insta stories and tag us. Whatever it is, we'd love it if you continue to just share this so we can get the word out even more. So I want to give you some context for today. One of the biggest things that I don't actually get asked, but that I see happening is women not knowing how to show up in relationships the right way, especially single, successful, independent women. So y'all are going to find this episode really fascinating because we dive into the differences in feminine and masculine energy and why not having a healthy balance of those two is destroying the odds of actually being able to date well. This is a conversation I have literally been having with a ton of my single girlfriends who are guilty of putting on masculine energy, and then also with my single guy friends who are overwhelmed by some women and don't really know what's going on. In studying this stuff, it has been blowing my mind, you guys. So you're going to get to hear this epic conversation today with my girl, Arielle, and then I'm also going to release a mini-sode this week with some of my top tips in this department. Okay, so now let me introduce our wonderful and beautiful guest for today, the ever so lovely Arielle Astoria. Arielle Astoria is a spoken word poet, author, speaker, model, and actress. Her motto of words not for the ears, but for the soul stems from her dedication to remind her audience that words are meant to be felt and not just heard. Arielle's first EP, a collection of music and poetry called Symphony of a Lioness, is now available on iTunes or Apple Music, so y'all better check it out. She is so talented. She is co-author of two self-published collections of poetry, Vagabonds and Zealots, and Write Bloody Spill Pretty, which can be both found on Amazon.com. She is made of sass and good intentions, has a deep love for car karaoke, brunch, and flowers. Yes, you do, girl. I love it. So today, y'all, we talk all about feminine energy and masculine energy and how we can best balance these in relationships. This is less about gender roles and more about actually the nuance of finding balance between the way we really believe that God intended for us in relationships. This is a topic I promise y'all didn't even know that you wanted and needed, but that you're going to love and it's going to blow your mind. So get ready to listen up. This is going to be some good stuff. Ariel Astoria, I'm so happy to have Hello. you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm this excited. This is so awesome. I love when I can do in-person interviews, too. I know. It's That's so fun. fun. This is my first one, so I'm a fan of it so Oh, far. my gosh. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for inviting me into of your course. sweet home. Yeah, welcome to our modest mansion. <laughs> What we affectionately call it. I love it. You're like whatever house I'm in is a mansion. It's a mansion, it's you right? It's it. how you think about it. It's, I mean, it's significantly smaller than where I came from, but it's quieter, so yeah. it's better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quieter is always uh-huh. better. Always. After living in New York, I like oh, just man. so. Lo- I mean, and I live kind of on a busier street in yeah. LA and Santa Monica, but. It's just so much quieter yeah. than it yeah. was. Yeah, significantly. <laughs> significantly. significantly. Um, I love that. So 
Um, for people who don't know about you, would you just like tell yeah. them who you are, what you do, all of that? Such a fun question. Um, okay, so I am Ariel Astoria. I am a poet, a speaker, a creative, and a model. It's like just like a drop-down box of a lot of different that. things. Um, but mostly what I do is storytell, and a lot of times it's through words. Sometimes it's through pictures, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, I graduated college in 2015, and I've been doing it full-time since and it's been a wild and beautiful ride and so this is going into my third fourth ish year almost four years which is so wild to think about um so I freelance in social media storytelling for either other companies or for myself and then also um whatever else comes so sometimes acting sometimes modeling sometimes poetry or speaking and so yeah I love it girl I just think your work is so phenomenal and it's such a gift like poetry is such a gift and mm-hmm. and seeing you do it, it kind of at, at least through videos yeah I'm like girl you are powerful <laughs> thank you, bring you. It. it's beautiful it's powerful like something definitely comes over you mm-hmm. and you clearly god has given you that gifting yeah. which is just so yeah. awesome yeah very much so it's like you have like beyonce and then you have her sasha fierce like sometimes it feels <laughs> like that but like the jesus version of it like i go on stage and i'm like i really hope someone recorded that because i probably won't be able to tell you what I said once I get off. Oh, like, girl. So I that happens that. a lot. So, yeah. Oh, man. Whenever I like am in a moment of either being – sometimes mm-hmm. being interviewed or on stage, mm-hmm. like I feel like sometimes I black out. <laughs> Entirely. <laughs> Entirely. You're like, what? Who? What happened? It's adrenaline. Yeah. I feel like the oh, adrenaline pure is adrenaline. just like mm-hmm. – It's just black There's out. like an adrenaline and then there's also just like a, a spirit essentially that yes, kind of like watches exactly. over and you're like – you yourself are are put aside in that moment, yeah. which is why like you come back and I'm like, I'm always shaking. I'm always like need to like reorient myself after yeah. and like hide in a corner somewhere yeah. to like recoup a little <laughs> bit. And so it's always like, ah, don't talk to me yet because yeah. I won't know or people will be like, oh, I love when you said then I'm like, that's cool that I said that yeah. thing that you just said because I don't remember, I don't even remember, remember it. <laughs> yeah, at all. I yeah. always say like after I do something like that, like it's the best moment for me to possibly like go on a run or work yeah. out because I have all this like pent up. <laughs> yes. Like let's go right now until it's like ten, like at least thirty minutes after. I'm like I need to eat two hamburgers and yeah. a nap. I need exactly. a nap no, and two hamburgers. So, 100%. yeah, I sometimes get that rush to even just doing these interviews yeah. and all of that. And I'm if I ever like meet up or talk to someone after, I'm like, I'm so sorry, I have, I'm so energized. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm like really intense, right. yeah, it's always that. yeah. Just saying, so, you know. so good. <laughs> just give me some. Like I need to come back down right. at the top of the I run love right it. now. Um, it's so cool. And so you've just been on such a cool journey. We were just mm-hmm. talking about it a bit before, but. I know also you have kind of some of that in singleness too Mm -hmm. and dating. So maybe I know we're going to talk about a really fun topic today, but would love to just hear a little bit about your singleness journey. Yeah, that would, (laughs) it is, what a journey. No, like (laughs) I, I think it's so funny. We like talk about like singleness and things like that. And like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And, (laughs) and I will be 28 in October. So, um, I've been quote unquote single for the majority of like, like, life besides dating here and there and and learning here and there, Mm -hmm. um, which has been a fun journey. But most recently leading up into the year where I met my current boyfriend, I was like in a group with girls from all over like the country. And we were in this Facebook group where we would like Facebook live each other videos before and after dates. And we were all online. We were, so we're all on apps, various different apps. And we would just talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like about them, like what, what we would, if we would go on a second date, when is the second date? And (laughs) we just kind of processed with each other. And it was so helpful. We were supposed to go on like, I think it was like 12 dates for the year. So essentially like a date a month and it counted if you went with one guy more than one time. And so that was like really cool. Cool. So I think I got to like people. maybe six six dates before I met my boyfriend, which is so funny oh that all that gosh. happened within the same year. But I really just wanted to learn. Like I hadn't really gone on dates before. Um, like I, I'm a pastor's kid, so dating growing up was like very. <laughs> it was just weird. Like we, it was we were allowed to, but it was kind of like, did we want to? Yeah. And it was this like, so I had a boyfriend in high school, but did that really count? Because he was like in our youth group, so everyone knew each other like it just was a you're weird overlap the yeah. doing the, I exactly the oh my gosh oh, 
yeah. Sweet, sweet Joshua Harris. Um, <laughs> and so then high school came around and I didn't really date. And then college came around and I didn't really date, got my heart broken a whole lot. Um, fell in like with a lot of different people and then just was like, okay, well, everyone is meeting people in college. That's clearly not going to be my story. And then graduated and just like fell into this rhythm of like really speaking life into you and what this season could look like. And I think watching women, um, I'm like kind of an old soul. So I've always kind of like looked older or, or looked yeah. to women who are older. Yeah. And so in terms of insight and, and just inspiration and seeking guidance, I looked a lot towards older women and I watched a lot of what happens when, mm. when they are in relationships or when they are wives and, and this shift of like losing who the woman is first. Yeah. And so a lot of my singleness came to really being able to establish who I am as a woman first. Yeah, and like, what is the kingdom work that God has given me first before mm. meeting someone else? Because then when you meet someone else and they have their own kingdom work and they are aware of who they are, then once you come that like that's really impactful mm -hmm. but if you come into it not knowing what you bring to the table there's like a lack of being able to enhance the kingdom yeah. of heaven and so a lot of my singleness came about that and it even is still now even in, yeah. a, in a relationship because it's still I know I still have work to do I have work to do yeah. and he has work to do and we will do work together but right now we're in this season where it's like you know I travel and, and I speak and I go mm -hmm. places and and he's working and he's doing what God has called him to do right now and so it's this beautiful place where we come back to like, okay, like how, or how are you moving? How are you doing? And, and so, but first and foremost, it's like, I'm, I'm a woman and an individual first. And, and that yes. takes part in that. And sometimes I'm learning the balance of that individualism in a relationship. Um, yeah. but yeah, a lot of it came from that. And also just speaking to young girls about like, there's no rush. Like God right. is writing your story and there you have so much time to just like live and exist and be and find out like what this dance with your creator is first. And, yeah. um, yeah, a lot of it came from that. And this idea of like, I went to a retreat and it was like Adam and Eve. And when God created Eve, mm. like we don't know how long Adam was asleep for. Mm. So who's to say that in that same space where God told Adam, this is what I called you to do. This is who you are. You're mm. going to, you're going to, this is your role in this world. This is your relationship with me. Who's to say that? God did not do the same thing with Eve, this yeah. kind of dance with her creator before wow. they even knew the other existed. And mm. so I play a lot of that in my head. And I use that in conversations mm. of like, dance with your creator first, you know, yeah. and then your, your Eve is there, your Eve is there, your Adam is there. Mm. Um, but you have things to work out with your creator. You have things to yeah. figure out with yourself. And so there's like that beautiful picture of like, what does that look like in our singleness? So. Oh, I love that. Because so much of how we kind of approach dating right now, it's like two ends of the spectrum, I think. It's mm -hmm. either um, we desperately want to be married, <laughs> yeah. desperately, and it's like, yeah. I want that more than anything. And I like, <gasps> especially yeah. as the years go on, yeah. sometimes that's yeah. where you find some women camping or men mm -hmm. or on the opposite side is... I just need to focus on my career, focus yeah. on my career, focus right. on my career, da, 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 da. be independent. Mm -hmm. And there's this healthy balance, which I think you're bringing up. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, we can desire marriage yeah. and we can see that and have a healthy desire right. for it while also working on ourselves exactly. and our career and yeah. building it. And I think when we live in one of those camps too mm -hmm. long, it can become unhealthy or unhealthy totally. tendencies can yeah. arise. Yeah. And so finding that balance of like, yeah. actually, like, this is an amazing right. Yeah. Like, this is a fun season yeah. where you're like, you can not have to like tell anyone when you're going somewhere right. or like, you know, check schedules or like, and, and now that I'm on the other end of things, I'm like, the week before I met my boyfriend or we started talking, I had done a message on singleness and I was like, I can get on a plane and spend money and not have to like tell anyone that I'm doing it like I could just go and I could just do it and now it's like I have to like let my boyfriend okay I'm we're gonna be gone here and we're gonna do you know like there's yes, so much to be working but yeah yes. in that season it was kind of like I could do what I want and you like legitimately can and there's still so much freedom when you're in a relationship too and I don't ever want that to be like oh all your freedom is gone when you're in a relationship so that's not true at all right. um but there is that season where it's like unfiltered freedom there's like mm. that that space where 
where you don't have to worry about anyone else but yourself in that yeah. space yeah. and your family and, and your friends and, and things like that. But it's a very selfish and can be a very selfish mm-hmm. season, um, which is probably not very permitted in any other season of <laughs> exactly. your life. So it's like soak in those moments where you can like nap later, you know, because you don't have to be anywhere or you can just hop All on the a moms plane. Are like, Hallelujah. Yeah. like you can just Seriously. be on a plane. Like I've lived with the family. I know what it's like exactly. when she's just like, I just want to lay down, you know, like I just, or just, I will never say I'm tired around her because I don't deserve to <laughs> yeah. say I'm tired around her. So just like those seasons where you just are allowed to just live and live fully yeah. and freely and those other parts of our mm-hmm. lives will come into fruition when it's necessary, you know, yeah. and when we're ready to be that person. But it's a it's a fun season. It's, it's so fun. fun Dating season. is fun too, but singleness is fun too. Like every season has its enjoyment and its pros and its cons or whatever, however you yeah. want to view that. But it's so necessary also. It's so necessary. And I've just grown throughout my life to love and embrace it so much. Yeah. And so something I just kind of want to bring up today in, in this conversation is um, kind of this idea of how do we embrace like a true living in our feminine? Mm-hmm. Like you just like mentioned, God created Adam and then he created Eve. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a distinction between yeah. Adam and Eve, yeah. the masculine and the feminine. Right. And um, I think actually being single it's a beautiful time to figure out what that means mm-hmm. for us, right? Mm-hmm. These years. But oftentimes I don't think we really understand how to combine that in a really yeah. healthy way yeah. in relationships. And yeah. so kind of like in, in in taking a step back, like whether, you know, people are of the complementarian or egalitarian type of gender roles, yeah. I think it's like a really important discussion to have between feminine and masculine energy. Yeah. Because there needs to be a balance no matter what kind of gender roles right. you adhere to. Right. And I'm like, whichever one, it's, it's fine by me. I'm yeah. not here to like say, yeah. you have to be complementary or right. egalitarian. No. Like, it's totally fine. Like, yeah. whatever is going to work best for you. And I know people have their own biblical, um, you know, ideations mm-hmm. of what they desire for mm-hmm. that. And that's fine. But I think that there's still a balance that needs to be yeah. had in relationship. And right now, I think where we've come to is we're kind of this culture of, especially as women, uh, of do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> And in order to be taken seriously as women, especially in the workplace, right, we have to like show up and Mm -hmm. be bold Mm -hmm. and speak our minds and take charge and like all these things. And we're kind of shown that, especially after college, we're like, okay, well, if you want to make it Mm -hmm. in these different things, you Mm got to like show up, take charge and do it, you know, and that it's, that's great. And actually I fully support that as like an entrepreneur, as a woman who's how to figure that out myself. But what the research and doing some research for this has shown over and over is that actually uh, feminine energy truly is the energy that will attract masculine and mm-hmm. masculine man. Mm-hmm. So, and showing up and doing and being bold mm-hmm. does, isn't like true feminine energy, mm-hmm. actually. It's more mm-hmm. of a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that we like desire these amazing, fulfilling careers, um, And we also want an incredible, deep, loving relationship, but we don't really know how to balance those two. Yeah. So I just want to kind of like open up that discussion and like talking about what maybe even you've learned about feminine, masculine energy, what you think it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I, there's not enough information about this and listeners probably right now are like, what? (laughs) We're not. I'm not doing all the weird, like, this isn't some weird, I don't know. But it's true. We embrace an essence of feminine and masculine. And so, yeah, yeah, what is that to you, I guess? Yeah. I think when I first, when I hear you talk, uh, the very first thing that I thought of was both Adam and Eve are made in God's image. Mm That could, I mean, we really could end the conversation yeah. there. Like both female and masculine were made in the image of God, right? Yeah. So, um, in in that in itself, it's we are we cannot help but be both essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this conversation a lot with my friend, uh, my best friend from home, who is a five on the enneagram, yeah. and she's a female five, which is pretty rare. Yeah, um, one of my best friends is that. Mm-hmm. As well. So female yeah. fives are pretty rare. And the research that she's found about the enneagram five type is that it's mostly geared towards men and towards like masculine conversations. And so she's like really wrestled with like, but I am feminine, exactly. but I am like I I you know I. 
wear things that like match my femininity and I and she loves lipstick like she like shaved yeah. all her hair off right now but she still will throw down on a purple lipstick and like <laughs> I think that's such a beautiful depiction of her ability to lean into both yeah. and then professionally she also is like one of the most get it done handle it kind of women that I know like walk into your room and like point figure it out and like walk away and then like handle it like that's just who she, she is with like, her lipstick what? and yeah. her jewelry like if she's just such Boom. a perfect and beautiful depiction of both mm-hmm. and I think be- in her tension and in her wrestling I've learned a lot about like we are both you know like we we mm-hmm. have to be both because if both man and woman are made in God's image then we equally have you know the both and then I, I think of the twofold of everyone being so afraid of men drinking soy milk because it was like <laughs> gonna bring out their estrogen <laughs> oh my like, gosh that's right that's the Is most that still re- like a no that's not okay, a thing I remember that's when that was not, but it was absolutely like oh don't drink too much of that you know because like you could grow poobs or I don't know something <laughs> just like and ridiculous it's absurd. Like, the amount of estrogen it would yeah. Yeah, like as if it would be a bad thing for men to be a little softer, you know, and vice versa, as if it would be a a bad thing for women to be a little tougher, you know, or a little bit more bold. But we are raised and conditioned to grow up, you know, like – the pink and the blue, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that is something that I was marketed. That was something that was in society mm-hmm. for our whole lives growing up. And I think our generation and the conversations we're having in society right now are really shifting those paradigms. Yeah. And I think that's because it's there's a balance, but there's also this blending to it where it's mm-hmm. it's not this very straightforward. This is a masculine and this is a feminine, mm-hmm. or this is feminine and this is masculine. God is like, it's, they're both made in my image. There's a, therefore this, there's this blending to it. There's this connectedness to it. And therefore one cannot be absent without the Mm. other. Both have to exist in order for it to exist Mm. in its fullness. And I I think in that it's like, I was very, I was raised. We all were, my sisters and I were very raised to be independent. Like so much so that my dad was like real concerned that he had messed up at some point in time in our lives to making us too independent. And like headstrong, and like gave us these strong names that mean a lot. And he's like, they're never gonna get married. Like they're never, like they're. I think I'm pretty sure he worried about that for quite a long time. And so like that pressure of like how do how where does that leave the guy? A lot of times in relationship, Mm -hmm. if I'm independent, if I'm determined, if I'm headstrong and and stubborn Mm -hmm. or whatever, then where does that leave the guy? And and being so astonished at why that question exists in the first place. Mm. Um, why can't we both be headstrong? Why can't we both yeah. be in, you know, independent? I think there's a balance that will interlace, right? So on seasons where I feel a little bit less headstrong and a little bit less stubborn than maybe he is and vice versa. Um, and where I need the softness and he can, you know, and I think that twofold, again, that blendedness is where it should show up. And I, I think, Oftentimes the way we think about this conversation is to it's this or it's that. Mm. Um, And it's not, it's both. Yeah. I love that because when I love talking about masculinity too, and like, I think a huge issue in our culture, which I've talked about with men on previously is just, there's not a space for men to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and vulnerability is seen as weakness or having emotions as a man. And that's more, that nurturing quality is more of a feminine quality. So that's like, you can't be those things or you can't show a lot of emotion because it's feminine. And I'm like, actually, no, like, let's look at the character of Jesus, who is the ultimate personification of both feminine and masculine. Like he was strong and bold and flipping tables <laughs> and like yeah. had a ferocity, uh-huh. right? And he got things done, yeah. you know? And then he wept mm-hmm. and he had emotions mm-hmm. and his heart broke yeah. and he was extremely nurturing. Yeah. So he like, yeah. as a man, had both. Right. And right. so I'm like... Yeah. And the whole like men don't cry. I think that is so like the whole men, you know, real men don't cry or women, something, something. But like the whole Jesus wept is a verse on its own. Like yes. it is a Jesus, it, Jesus wept. wept. And that's it. Like in, I think it, I'm going to butcher like where it actually is, but the the number yeah. verse for it, it's just that. And yeah. then it moves it's on that, to the next sentence like and it's another, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, why that counteracts everything that we've yeah. said in society, even in the church and even in Christianity mm-hmm. in terms of who men are supposed to be. And I grew up Baptist. So I watched mm-hmm. a lot of um, that, that kind of teeter, Mm. um, of like 
going to church and a 12 year old boy would preach from the pulpit. And then two weeks later, my mom would have to preach from the floor, like things like that, where it was like this weird teetering of like masculine and and feminine and, and the whole, you know, um, the man being the head and the authority and the, Uh and the lead, which there that exists, but I don't think it's to diminish or to make small of the woman, um, which is where I think a lot of that conversation has been a really disoriented and distorted. And so I think even in that where it's like, I think I know the most sensitive (laughs) men ever. And they're like my favorite because it, it allows that balance of, and a release of just like this thing where it's like, you're not supposed to feel that, Mm -hmm. or you're not supposed to be that. Um, and my dad is very sensitive. Um, Mm -hmm. my brother is very sensitive. My boyfriend is very sensitive and I love those sensitive qualities about them. Um, it balances those seasons where they can lead, you know, and and where they do, um, lead out of their sensitivity and their ability to empathize and, and sympathize with people and i think that is so left out in society um i totally agree friends i want to take a quick pause in today's episode to tell you about something i am so excited about i just want to say that i know the struggle is real with dating in our current culture it can be murking and confusing and sometimes just so frustrating do you ever feel like you have no idea what you're doing or that you keep trying and failing or that you just don't know how to handle hard situations or conversations with people. Or maybe you just feel stuck in a dating wasteland with no good potentials. I get it and I have felt a ton of those exact same things. Now a huge issue when it comes to dating is that we don't have a ton of great resources out there for guidance. The Bible doesn't talk about dating because it didn't exist at the time. And now today, about 50% of the church in the U.S. is single, and even that number is growing. So the problem is that we need resources. I get it. I get all your frustrating feelings. So I have made it a goal of mine to research and talk to pastors and watch videos and read as many books as I can just so that I can be equipped to do this podcast as well as go into my own dating life with the best and sharpest possible tools. And I have exciting news today. I have compiled all of my favorite dating resources and created a free resource guide for you so you don't have to scour for all the best things to read or watch anymore. It is called The 7 Resources to Change the Dating Game. I truly believe that this guide will help you navigate this journey with clarity and intention. It is going to help you to sharpen the tools in your toolbox and get out there and date amazingly. You can grab this free resource by visiting heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. That is heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. I am so excited for you guys to get your hands on this incredible free resource. What I want to bring up in that is like something I personally struggled with. I'll just like say is that in I can totally take charge of my own life. Like, you know, and doing a career, I used to work in fashion, lived in Mm -hmm. New York, the ultimate hustle city (laughs) of like, do it yourself and keep in your lane. You don't need anybody else. Just Mm -hmm. like do it and climb the ladder. And I like have a great single life and I have all my balance and I'm like, here's (laughs) all the things. Right. And, and then, but what's happened is because of that, I have, I put on a, like, I don't know how to balance that. I've Mm -hmm. in the past struggled with balancing that in relationships. Mm -hmm. So then, and I bring that to relationships as a way of like being like, this is the right way to do everything. <laughs> right. And I have it mapped out for you. And what that's done for me is in the past meant that I have dated a lot of really, really feminine guys. Yeah. Um, and it's actually hasn't been good for me yeah. because what happens is then they – you know, I end up losing respect for them in mm-hmm. a way because they're not taking charge because I'm taking charge. Right. And I'm like, sure, I'll plan all the dates or right. sure, I'll do this. Yeah. Or, you know, I had a five-year boyfriend back in high school to college and I was the one that like convinced him to go to college uh-huh. and like, you know, brought up different options for him yeah. to go to college yeah. and helped him figure out his degree yeah. and was like, here's your path. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's right. everything. Yeah. And he did it, but he was just like, Okay. (laughs) And eventually transferred to a different school because he was like, this is not Not what I want. Yeah. But over time, I realized I like lost respect for him Mm. and kind of ended up in ways, unfortunately, like walking all over him. Um, Mm. And that's just like really sad. It was a long time ago, but because I knew that I could get away with anything. Yeah. 
And so what I normally find though, and like if a, if a woman wants to bring a ton of masculine energy mm-hmm. to a relationship and is okay with a guy who is deeply, deeply, just way more feminine. Right. That's okay if yeah. you want that kind of relationship, absolutely. Yeah. But what I find, and when I was doing some research on this, is that actually most women don't necessarily want that. Mm-hmm. They actually crave to live more in the feminine mm-hmm. in relationship mm-hmm. and have the man be slightly yeah. more masculine. Yeah. But they just don't know how to do that. They're yeah. like, well, I'm at work. Right doing all this and taking care of my life. And right. then you want me to turn that off and be <laughs> yeah. with this guy? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do I yeah. do that? Yeah. And so I it just like want to kind of open up the dialogue to talk about like how do we become balance our feminine? Mm-hmm. It's not about, I think, being dumb. Yeah. It's not about like no. discounting our work life. Yeah. But like my mentor recently said to me, she's like, Kate, you can be a strong girl boss at work. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that in your relationships. Right. Yeah. Just like leave that here. And <laughs> even that is like a twofold. I like when I <laughs> first met my boyfriend, I like had that conversation with him. I was like, I do this. I do that. I'm really like, I'm a lot, you know, like I just, I like try to just like like blurt it all out. He was like, it's like, it's okay. Like I, I wanted that, you know, like I mm. asked for that in a woman, you know, someone who was strong and mm. who knew how to articulate and what she wanted. And he was like, I, I like, I want that in a woman. Mm. Like I want a woman, you know? Um, and I was like, okay, well, fine. <laughs> okay, great. Um, that's me. <laughs> okay, good. But then there was also this, this level of like the, the only thing I can really think of is we, we went for a hike and it was his hike. Like it's his little spot that he always goes to. So I, I followed him like up the trail and then we sat up there and, and talked and, and read and, and looked at the moon. And then we were like walking back and he let me, you know, go in front. And I was like, cool. So I like walked in front and I was like looking and I was like trying to find the trail. And I was like, ah, dang it. I, I don't know. I don't honestly know where we're going to go. So I just like sat there and I was like really adamantly trying to stick to the like I know where we're going you know and then eventually he saw that I did not know where we were going he was like it's okay follow me and I was like yes please and I think what it is is that balance like that permission to show up and be bold um and be you know take charge but also the permission to lean into being led and taken care of yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I still wrestle with that because I'm the oldest child. So I just genuinely just don't like asking for help. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I do, I will eat the same noodle for three days before yes. I ask for groceries from my parents, you know, and things like that. And that has kind of always been me. And I've had to learn how to let my boyfriend take care of me in ways um, that he desires to take me to the airport, you know, um, yeah. buy my dinner and um, bring me flowers, things like that. And I love when he does those things, you know, I won't initially ask you to do those things, but the fact that he just does them allows me to lean into that feminine side, but yeah. it doesn't mean I turn off that other side of me on um, that bold, like my name means lioness of God. Like there's no way to I turn that, that off. You know, <laughs> there's like no way to be like, Oh, now she's like a little baby cub. Like, no, like I'm straight up just lioness. <laughs> like she is meant to protect, to nurture all at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah. And so finding that balance of doing both, um, finding that balance of, and I think we were talking about this earlier about like, what does it mean to take charge and, and, and to protect and, and to, do things and also to nurture and to love mm-hmm. and to care. And it's so easy to do, to do that. Like you mm-hmm. think of a lioness and she does that. She yes. protects and she nurtures all in the same moment. Right. Um, and I think I've tried to learn how to balance that within that because there are spaces where you don't turn it off, but there is not a need for me to be bold and to show up in big ways because like my boyfriend can, you know, and vice versa. We, and I would think that's like the egalitarian for us. It's like, we know how to play off those moments with each other um, where I'm like, I don't want to wear the cape right now. And he's like, cool, don't wear the cape right now. And he'll wear the cape. And then I will vice versa be like, you know, you don't have to wear the cape right now. And then I'll wear the cape or no one will wear the cape, you know? (laughs) And I think that's such like a beautiful Mm-hmm. balance in terms of like figuring out like what that looks like t- yeah. so that we could equally lean into both the feminine masculine side of like who we are because those exist in both male and female you know absolutely and that's where i mean it's like we're co- we're both having this conversation as women yeah but there's also the balance of men figuring that out for themselves mm-hmm. and it's like such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. but i think a point that you just made that i really love is like 
being open to receiving basically um if the man makes a gesture and offers to do something for you like hey i know i could like get on a stool and get the bowl from the top shelf (laughs) yeah totally i got my step stool i'm good but if he offers it's like allow him to do that right which is like our first so i invited my boyfriend to an open mic is essentially how i use my pickup line and so (laughs) yeah I dropped that and so he when he did actually come to my open mic he stayed until the end and helped me clean and put things away and I went to go like grab you know all my stuff as I usually do and he just took it from me like he didn't like he wasn't like do you need help like he just grabbed it and in that moment I could have easily been like excuse me you know like I'm fully capable but I love that he already without even knowing me knew that I just needed someone to take it from me. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise I'll just carry it and I'll carry it and I'll carry it until it gets too heavy and I'm struggling and I won't yeah. ever say that I'm struggling, right. but he just grabbed it from me. And I was kind of like, huh, interesting. This feels, this feels good. You know, my innate reaction is to be like, I don't need your help. You know, like I got it. I'm fine. But we're both walking to the car. Your hands are empty. So why would you not, you know, help Seriously. me take something? And so I think, especially within our feminism today, it like discounts the role that men could play in our lives. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that was ever the point of feminism. Yeah. Um, I think it was supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, encourage and and empower us as mm-hmm. women, but it was never supposed to discount the relationship we have right. with the men in our lives. And we need that relationship. Like we yeah. are made to have that relationship. Yeah. And so uh, the whole, like, I can open the door too. I'm like, well, both of you can open the door. Great. Figure it out. You know, take turns or whatever. Or even, you yeah. know, we have these apps that are dating apps and, and the girls respond first. And I'm like, no, I want him to message me. You know, yeah. like my feminism only goes so far. Like I still, I want him to open doors. Like I want him to message me first. You know, I want him to initiate. Yeah. At the core, I think that's a big part of our desire. Like women do, we have a desire innately to kind of want in ways to be taken care of. Some women maybe listening right now are like, I do not want Yeah, that. that's not me. But I'm like, totally. okay. But I feel like for the majority of women, that is like a core desire. Yeah. And guys innately the way God designed us a little bit more so have the desire to kind of take care yeah. of in ways yeah. and and provide. Yeah. And and I do believe that is is how yeah. kind of God designed us to be. So because of that, yeah, we we can do it right. ourselves. Absolutely. But there's something beautiful about allowing it to happen, opening, practicing, mm-hmm. receiving, like going on a date, even letting him order. Like yeah. that's really tough yeah, for me. Yeah. But like I'm like really big onto like planning. So I'm mm-hmm. like, if, if I see that he's not really great at that, I'll like mm-hmm. step in and be like, here, we can do all of these things. <laughs> and right. I've had to really practice and be like, you know, have your boundaries of saying, hey, that doesn't work for me or that's yeah. not something that would be that I really would enjoy. Right. You definitely can do that. Yeah. And don't just like be silent, yeah. but allow him to take charge yeah. and kind of, and do those things. Yeah. Um, also there's something beautiful about like being a woman that does it all day long and then like coming and being with somebody who, where you don't have to feel like you have mm-hmm. to do it all day long. Yeah. Like yeah. that there's like a breath to me, yeah. a breath of fresh air, like a, a piece of relaxation. Yeah. Um, and something that is just really comforting yeah. about receiving. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest depictions of that is my mentor, like my first really male mentor who I'm still like their family to me Mm -hmm. to this day. And he drove me to the hospital when my grandpa was passing away. And I just like sat in his car. I don't like process a lot of of emotions outside of happiness really well. I just suppress or I just shut off as I process and I figure things out. So I'm in Mm -hmm. his car and I was just getting myself prepared for like, okay, this is my mom's dad and and she's going to grieve like a daughter grieves. So I need to show up in, in a not a daughter way. So I was going through in my head how to show up for her yeah. in a way that allowed her the permission to just like grieve and to be her and, and to cry and let it out. And so we're driving and I'm pretty quiet and he looks over at me and he goes, you know, you don't have to be strong right now. And I think that was just like this really beautiful permission to just kind of like release. Um, And when you enter into relationships, that permission with the right person comes so effortlessly Mm. um, where, yeah, I could be independent and I could, but I love 
when my boyfriend does lead, you know, I love when he shows up in the ways that I know he can show up. And I love when he takes charges on dates and things like that. But then twofold, I love surprising him and I love, you know, planning dates too. So again, it's like, Balance, 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 balance. And it looks so different for every person um, and for every couple. But at the same time, there will always to some capacity be some type of balance where both kind of teeter beautifully on each other until they level out and then they teeter and then they level out. And I think that is like that permission is so necessary where it's like, you don't have to be strong right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to keep it together. You don't have to be the one who does everything and plans everything. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be the one who doesn't ask for help um, because I want to show up and I want to help you. And I think um, in everything that, can show up in really beautiful ways. And I have guy friends who I've had this conversation with, you know, and it's like that, like, like I can open my own door, you know, and I've had those snappy moments with, with guys, but it's like, I'm not allowing them the permission to also show up for me and love me well too, you know? Um, and I don't ever want to snap that away from someone or diminish their ability to love me and vice versa. Yeah. I love that so much. And like, Something in this that has been a huge challenge, another huge challenge for me is um, in kind of surrendering control Mm -hmm. in some situations Mm -hmm. because I think that's another way we can really embrace being feminine. And in general in life, this is a great practice. I mean, surrendering control is like a lot of times what God is calling us to do, (laughs) Always, yeah. Um, And so – but I think a lot of times – specifically women like yeah. really shoot themselves in the foot and my therapist is <laughs> a lot she's like where because we need to have it done our specific way yeah. and when it's not done our way we become upset or we assume that he doesn't care and mm-hmm. we're like that's fine let me do it I'll mm-hmm. do it for you or I'll show you exactly and mm-hmm. I kind of brought that up earlier you yeah. know with that ex with you know bringing him to showing him all the colleges right. to go do and all these things yeah. um and so yeah, how do we surrender, like balance surrendering control a mm-hmm. bit more? Because I think there's a way to voice needs too that mm-hmm. aren't like overbearing yeah. or like this is my need, you need to do it exactly right. this way. Right. That used to be my way. I'm like, that's easy, right? For yeah. someone to just be like, <laughs> and the guys are like, I have what? Yeah. What? And yeah. even like the most masculine men. For me, if I am like, here's exactly how it is. Right. This is how you should do exactly yeah. X Y Z for me. They're like. Okay. Right. And they just, they feel like they've already failed before they are given a shot to begin. And I hear that over and over. Like, I don't, I'm not even, I feel like I'm not even given the opportunity and I'm already failing. Right. Because you're not allowing me to get to it on my own. Yeah. And then it's like, what, what does it look like when we express like, not even a need, but like, this is how I know I best receive love. Yeah. And then allowing them to interpret it in a way that they know best how to give love, mm-hmm. um, I think is a lot of how it shows up because when it, when you do get in that space, like, like John has loved me in ways that I didn't even know I needed to be yeah. loved. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, we can only express so much, um, out of, how not to be loved, you know, like, and that's where those needs and those demands are coming from, mm-hmm. um, our experience with how not to be loved. But when we get in, in the right thing and the God thing, um, then mm-hmm. it, it, our needs and what we think we need looks very different yeah. and it's presented and it's shown up very differently at the same time. And so a lot of it, I think comes from remembering like I'm, I'm declaring this need and this is how I want it to be done because I've seen so much of how I don't want it to be done. But that's only because we haven't seen what it could look like when it's done right, you know? And it's like, we, even with guidelines of like, I want him to be this, 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 this. You're like, cool. God's like, I'll take two of those (laughs) and I'll match it with like what you, what I know you actually Actually, need. Right. right. And what I know you actually want and desire. And I think there's such a beautiful, again, balance with God. It's like, that's cute. And then I'm going to add this to it because this is who I need you to grow into and and the steps I'm going to give you. And so that control only comes from needing to have things look a certain way, which is in everything relationships it's in life it's in like okay life is going to look like this for me and i'm going to graduate and i'm going to get married and i'm going to have three and a half kids and i'm going to live in this kind of house like we have all these and it, it's so funny because god's like huh cute cool well, so i'm going to take this and i'm going to just mess all this other stuff up because yeah. like a lot of times that's not what we 
actually need or even what we actually desire. A lot of it is stemming out of fear. A lot of it is Mm -hmm. stemming out of like, well, I don't want to say what I actually want or need. So I'm just going to say that this is what it is. And maybe like by like telekinesis, they'll know what it actually is. And I think God is like such a perfect depiction of like, we have our plans, we have our guidelines, we have our, mm. this is God, you're going to do this and we're going to be, and God's like, ha ha ha, sucks to suck, I'm not, you know, like that's not what I'm doing at yes. all. But the way he does show up is in exactly what we did need and exactly mm. how we did need it. And, and the right people, God will stem that ability to do mm. so in the relationship with us. Mm. And I think a lot of times, you know, like I did, I kind of told, you know, John, like where I, I had come from and what I, Mm. how I had been loved and all of my needs I noticed came out of that and, and same for him. And and then you learn, okay, like, but this is what it looks like for us, you know? Um, and so it's like the whole aspect of control is coming from, we don't want things to look how they've looked before. Mm. Um, so if you, un, if you relinquish that, I kind of imagine it as like clenched fists. Uh, yeah, whenever I think yeah. of control, I think of clenched fists. Um, and and when you let go of that, God's able to actually move, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you hold sand in your hand and clenched fists, it can't move. Mm-hmm. It, it won't fall. And so, but when you let go, the ways that it can fall is like times 10, right? Yeah. Like it, in yeah, between so fingers and on yeah, the side anywhere. and and down your arm. And so it's like, thinking of that, if like, God, if I, if I can just let go of this, if I can just unclench my fist, then the ways that you can move in that is infinite, you know? And that is like, kind of like from college to relationships to any aspect where I'm like very adamant about controlling the situation. I think about like, oh my gosh, I know my clench, my fists are clenched and I can't hold what you do have for me. And, and also like, just because it's worked for us that specific yeah. way doesn't mean that's someone else's totally. process of getting to a similar outcome, totally. which has been a really hard thing yeah. for me to yeah. accept. Because mm-hmm. in the context of a relationship, let's say I have a need. I'll give a very specific example. I dated someone and I wanted us to kind of have more mentorship together mm-hmm. as a couple. Mm-hmm. And... um and I wanted to see him doing that. And yeah. I wanted to see him stepping up in yeah. that because I was like doing it all the time on yeah. my own. And, you know, I voiced the need. But yeah. eventually – but over time, he was like feeling like it was just such – like I didn't respect him because mm-hmm. I was bringing it up Pushing. so yeah. often that he was like, I don't even want to do it right. now because yeah. like you're not allowing me to get to it the way I want to mm-hmm. get to it. Mm-hmm. And so eventually what I learned actually works mm-hmm. much better than like, <laughs> hey, by the way, have you followed up with this person? And yeah. by the way, have you done this? Yeah. Like checking in with yeah. it always. They're like, dude, let me mm-hmm. just give it space and time. Mm-hmm. What I've learned, and this is super tough, okay, because I have to be okay with their process is their process. The way they get to it is the way they get to it. And I realized the way I voice it now or I try to voice it is like, hey, um, you know, when we when we were praying together, when we did this mentorship mm-hmm. together, like I felt so close to you mm-hmm. and it was so special. And mm-hmm. I just, I really loved yeah. that intimate connection with yeah. you. I'm voicing the need. Yeah. I'm saying, hey, if you want yeah. me to feel really close to you, this is how it yeah. happens. Yeah. And then he's like, guys are like, oh, I want to fulfill that. You <laughs> right. know, they hear that and they're like, yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Yeah. And that's it. I, all I say is that I'm not like, hey, so then you should follow up with this person. Right. And then right. next week we should set up another mentorship right. and make sure to pray right. once a week before church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. And I literally left it there. And when mm-hmm. I did that and prayed about it, because I was like, I'm going to do this different this time and just let it be and prayed about mm-hmm. it. He eventually came around to doing it. Like two weeks later, he's yeah. like, hey, by the way, I reached out to that guy and yeah. we're meeting up. Cool. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, God, <laughs> yeah. this works. Yeah. Like, because you allow space for people, especially in the context of the feminine masculine kind of space mm-hmm. for somebody to also figure it out yeah. on their own. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important for men because mm-hmm. women, like, like I'm saying, like we can do it all or we think we can. Right. Right. Um, but right. we're like, maybe it's not, maybe the way he's going to get there mm-hmm. is going to look differently. Maybe his timing on that is going to yeah. be differently. And yeah. for example, some people might ask, well, what if he never got to that place? Mm-hmm. What, what if he never went for the mentorship mm-hmm. or never did it? 
Well, then that's something I pray about. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, I voice the need very clearly, but I'm not going to make him do it. Mm -hmm. So he has to be ignited enough to pursue these things on his own without me forcing it down his throat. Yeah. And then he also like the whole pick and choose your battles. Like if, Mm -hmm. if that need that you're expressing does not come into fruition, is it affecting who you are together? Like, is it affecting your growth? Is it affecting how you grow in God? Is it affecting how he grows in God? Is affecting how you guys grow together if if it's not rocking that boat then like where is this space where we also just like let that go you know mm-hmm. um and and i think in that season you know and if you do pray and it does come into fruition bless you know but at the same time like if it's not affecting how you see yourself and how how you see your relationship with god and the same for him and then the same for you together then you like pick and choose those battles exactly. you know like yeah. you can only push so many things in a relationship that are necessary to quote unquote push. Um, and, and so finding that like balance is something where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, why am I holding on to this? Like we're at a good place. (laughs) Like he's doing well, I'm doing well. There's no need for me to hold on to this. And a lot of that. So finding that again, which one is it, you know, is it something I can let go or is it something that's affecting, um, this relationship? Those are two very different questions. That's really good. I, I've never really thought about, I mean, I probably have thought about it, but, (laughs) but it's really, it's true because also like that might be a need that I really need, Mm -hmm. like mentorship. Let's put that example back on the table because I might really need that. Right. So you go get your mentorship. Yeah. And I think it's really important in general, I hold that as a really high value, yeah. but maybe it looks differently exactly for him than me having like three mentors of all different ages right. and all right. this stuff yeah. over here as I yeah. do. You know, maybe yeah. for him, it's like, I'm going to invest in one person right. and it's going to be maybe not the person you're thinking it should mm-hmm. be or like the pastors, one of the pastors exactly. on staff or yeah. something. Yeah. And that's okay if he's growing right. and and um, and it's not affecting our yeah. relationship mm-hmm. or our depth of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's journey is different and unique. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how do you voice your needs? And also in a way that's not like a demand. Yeah. Like, like you have to do this. You have and to do it. And you have to do it X, Y, Z way for mm-hmm. me to be okay. Right. Which is not realistic. Mm -hmm. I think there's like balance for expressing needs and valuing the individual, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. and valuing what they're expressing. But again, the way that they are going to meet those expectations or meet those needs is not, it's not going to be how you imagine it because they are not you, (laughs) right. They are not going to, you can't, unless you're basically in a relationship with yourself, which feels like boring, you know, like with a person who's exactly like you, you know, there's no, there's no growth there. There's no beauty there. So you, the whole opposites of track is every relationship because we are drawn (laughs) to, yeah, yeah. to what we're not. And, and I mean, our very fingerprints are not the same. So why would, how the person shows up for you, why would that be the way your X, Y, and Z bullet point, you know, way of being loved? And, and it's, that's not fair. And it's super limiting to not only them, but it's limiting, limiting to like what God is doing in your life at the same time. And maybe that's a space where you need to be stretched, right? Where you need to grow. And if you need a mentor, get yourself a mentor. And if he sees that and he's like, oh, I should probably do a little check-in with myself too. Like I should, then not that be like something, like you said, that he comes Mm -hmm. to on his own terms, but to push, push, push. Like we ourselves don't like being told what to do. So why would we tell? Yeah. Like why would we tell someone else? Yeah. But it does. into that role, especially as women, a lot of the times, we're like, and the guy's like, wait, I feel a, I feel like there's another man in the room because it's just all this masculine energy. Yeah. Of like, you have to do this exactly right. X, Y, Z. Right. And then on the flip side, or I feel like you're just my mom, like bossing me around <laughs> yeah. and then checking in yeah. to make sure I did it or right. I'm doing my chores right. and all that stuff. Which is like the balance of like women are, we are meant, <laughs> we are meant to be helpmates. Like we are meant um, to help and assist. Um, and that is kind of what we've yeah. been made to do. And so a woman as a mom, you know, that is how she pushes eyes, how she loves. Yeah. So it's like, what does that look like as a, as a wife, you know, and as a girlfriend and as a significant mm-hmm. other, and I don't, I don't think it's supposed to look the same. So when we do yeah. cross that boundary where it's like, shoot, not supposed to be his mom because that would make this very weird if we were really, you know? And so it's like, what is, what is instead that support and that guidance mm-hmm. looks like, um, but yeah. not like a sit down and do your scholarship 
application, Jimmy, you know, like that's not our role, (laughs) but yeah. So figuring out like, how do I not be his mom (laughs) in this season, but how do I still love and support and help him grow at the same time? Yeah. I love that. Something else too, I think just in general, we can do as like hustling generation, but especially as hustling women is probably just like slowing down. Totally. And in our relationships, like just totally slowing down. Yeah. Because I see you know, we're in a boardroom meeting, for example, you have to be quick Mm -hmm. and you have to go Mm -hmm. and you have to have the answer. You walk into a room like your friend and you spit out all the demands or the whatever, and then you leave. That's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like talking with somebody, even if you have lots of opinions in a conversation, I think that's a way where we can really embrace like just slowing down Mm -hmm. and embracing our femininity within Mm -hmm. a conversation. Mm -hmm. And like also to remember the context, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're sitting at coffee with the guy you're trying to be intimate with. You're not in a boardroom, you know? Like, so remembering like the contents, the context in which we exist in will kind of help us figure out that balance where it's like, this would be a little overpowering right now if I acted the way I acted in a boardroom or at a meeting or, you know, or in a negotiation. Yeah. yeah. And figure out for you what that is. I, totally. For me, it's like, oh, I see them having an issue. Let me give them all my self-help books. Let me <laughs> give them my tips to, I go into coaching mode. Right, right, I'm right. three and right. I've seen all these things that like threes accidentally life coach people on dates <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh that's what I do <laughs> like, know yeah, me yeah and yeah. they're like this is so helpful but now I'm not the girl they're into I'm like they're coat yeah you yeah, know? yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like super awkward yeah and that's great if I'm not into them right but if right. I am then you're like ah oh, dang it yeah, yeah. And I'm like oh why can't I just like listen yeah and slow down yeah and not just try to overcharge myself right to to implement what I would do again, but like to slow down and just listen. Listen, which is like, I think in any case, like that, that advice that we sometimes give, which is our like natural response to be like, let me help you because that's what we've been made to do. But to scale that back and to listen and to wait for the, like, what do you think, you know, or to wait for the, like, um, how do you think I should go about this? You know, or, or wait for that, like, pull back, like not pull, yes. but wait for that invitation, like invitation right? to, to help them, you know, you or to, to show up for them. Exactly. exactly. But that unsolicited and like unsolicited part is where I think it comes in where you're like, haunting oh, it. Now you're just going to walk away and you're just going to want me to coach you. And that's yeah. going to be weird. Cause I'm like actually attracted to you, you know? And so yeah. it's like finding that balance. Or like what you were just saying to earlier with your friend, who's a five, like same thing. Fives are really, really intelligent. Yeah. Right? Brilliant. And so in those conversations, how do you, and I've talked a lot about this with my friend who is probably listening and will laugh about me <laughs> talking about this right now, but how she can come to show up to conversation still with her intelligence, but yeah. that it, that isn't like overpowering yeah. with it. Right. Um, where you're like, oh, that's really, that's really interesting. Right. I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah. I'd love to kind of learn a little bit more mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. like going into like, well, actually I've studied all of these things. Yeah. And which we can do. Absolutely. And, and for a guy, they're like, wait. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And some guys might think like that's the that's really cool. Totally. But just like on a general basis, if we're saying most of the research is like a lot of masculine is attracted to more feminine, overpowering them with knowledge and information isn't going to make Mm -hmm. them say like yeah they're gonna you know like yeah um and there's there's not to say again to be dumb or to not express your opinions but to have space for both yeah wow that's really interesting I've never thought Mm -hmm. about it that way Mm -hmm. I'd love to learn a bit more Mm -hmm. and then you know when the space allows, then share your right. thoughts, yeah. right? Yeah. But not to go into instant combativeness right. where I know it better than you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a defense mechanism sometimes, right? True. Like I, because I don't know fully how to lean into you, my feminine energy, like I'm just going to automatically show you that I can like show up and be really dope about it and be really hardcore and like, you know, but that's <laughs> like, the, sometimes we use that as like a defense. Like, are you going to see past this? Mm-hmm. And during the first date, they probably will not you know unless they are that right person where it's like i literally see you through every wall you're putting up right now but very rarely 
do people realize, oh, right now, this is her defense mechanism, you right. know? So yeah. like finding that grace on yourself, but also on the other person where you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is my go-to. I'm a little nervous, you know, and being honest in yes. those moments yes. um, so where good. it's like, you didn't ask for my That's advice, so but do you mind if I share it? Even and asking that, you know, like oh, yeah. if it is on your in your mind and you do feel compelled to share something, be like, okay, I know you didn't ask, but like, is it okay? And if they say like, no, then you're like, cool. Let's move on to a different subject or be like, dope, Do you want here's my thought. Right yeah. Like, yeah. here's my thought. So I think there's, again, you can, there's ways to figure it out, but I think it depends on the person, of course. Yeah. And I just think that concept of slowing down in general and with our words yeah. and listening, like, yeah. I, I think that is so helpful, yeah. not just for this conversation of like feminine, masculine energy, right. but like really like in life, like it's really cool to just slow down when you're talking to someone and like take it in and process Mm -hmm. it before responding because oftentimes our initial response is very reactionary. Yes, of course. Um, Or like you just said, out of a defense. So, but I think that in just that, in the context of a relationship, it's a really beautiful way to allow the man to like talk Mm -hmm. and listen Mm -hmm. without like flooding with your opinions or mm-hmm. life coaching or trying to fix. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, girl. Yeah. Man, I love this topic. <laughs> I think it's just, it's so important because we live in this world where we're constantly just trying to find the balance. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of women that I talk to, especially women in their later twenties or thirties and, and mm-hmm. so forth that are independent, still single that just are like, I don't get it. I'm an amazing woman of yeah. God. I have my career in line. Like yeah. I am ready to go. Yeah. Why isn't it happening for me? And as I've dissected that and asked that question, I'm like, I think it's because we don't have enough, understand enough of this balance Mm -hmm. that should come into play Mm -hmm. in relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where the majority of where I've got caught up a lot now and where a lot of my friends and women that in general I see get caught up, especially um, because they just haven't learned that specific balance in totally. relationships. And honestly, you can't really learn it until you're in it. Like yeah. I like to be completely honest, a lot of where my boyfriend and I would butt heads is when I would do the independent strong thing and it got to the point where it would not include him in mm-hmm. in the togetherness a part of us. Um and he he got to a point where he was like, I just want to f- feel like I'm actually on your team, you know? And for me for yeah. so long, my team was just me. You know, like yeah. I figured it out, I do the thing. And I and so I didn't learn, I'm not I'm still learning that to be completely honest. And so figuring out that balance, yes, but also just like the timing of like when God does have that person, because most likely the way that he comes into your life or the way that they come into your life will be to help you find that balance. But the way you balance it with yourself is going to look very different than when you balance it with another person, because you have no idea what he's bringing to the table quite yet, you know? So you won't work. Well, how do you find balance when you don't know what the other side of the the pendulum, you know, looks like and what the weight is on that side. And so that is something that I'm still in my relationship of only really seven months is, is having to learn like how, how to let that go and to find that balance again, because it, it hurts him a lot of time. And that's not any, like anywhere close to what I'm trying to do. But that was like something that I was like, had to check myself on, you know, and a lot of it came from control and wanting to control and not being controlled. Um, And a lot of it comes from just like my own, you know, hurt and things that I've had to like navigate through. Mm -hmm. Um, But it still comes up, you know, and Mm -hmm. a lot of it is like there there's, it's an us, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a me, um, it's a we. And, and for me as a four, it's like, uh, the individualistic, oh, yeah. hopeless romantic. So I need to be an individual to feel like I am myself. Yeah. Right. And, and so I need the, I to kind of feel like a, we, and he needs a, we, you know? And so I've had to learn how to like figure out that balance where it's yeah. like, okay, I can still be an I and you can still be an I, and that is what creates a, we, but then there's also that time where I'm just like, okay, And we're just going to, I'm going to let you know, like when I'm just doing too much, you know, or not including you, but I don't think we can really learn that balance until we are in a relationship. Yeah. Until we're practicing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Girl, this has been such a cool and amazing conversation. Yes. You're just so fun. Thank I you. love You're this. You're so fun. I feel like we're just like girl talking yeah. right now. But I mean, guys are listening too. So I mean, hey it's, guys. it's for the men as well. <laughs> I think guys can really benefit from this conversation yeah. actually because like learning how yeah. what we struggle with is like a really totally. helpful thing to And I would also to. love to like, I don't know how you navigate through like comments and things like that, but to see how guys yeah. respond to this and kind of like where, what end they come from in terms of like, cause each guy is going to be so different too. Each so it's like different. finding out yeah. like, Oh, like throw you guys into the demographic and conversation as well. Just to kind of see um my boyfriend, I'll probably like, well, listen to this. I'm like, okay, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What, do you what, think what are this? your thoughts on yeah. this? And so, yeah. Yeah. So cool. So, girl, for every conversation, I end it with the last same question every time, which is just, what's your final nugget of dating advice today? Oh, my final nugget of dating advice. (laughs) Um, I think it is to enjoy the dating season. Like, it's so fun to be like, dear God, that was the worst thing I've ever experienced. But then also like, huh, that wasn't too bad. Like both are so necessary. Um, and like I've had some weird dates and some dates where they've turned into poems and blog posts and things like that. And (laughs) I like, yeah, I regret none of it. You know, I regret none of it. And so I think I'm having fun and in both of those where it's like, it can be the story of like never again, or it could be the story of like, I I, I kind of liked that. And I think especially in in the people that we're dating, there's a reason that you're attracted to them. So mm-hmm. who's to say that all of these people are not a compilation of who we will actually end up with, like mm-hmm. their humor and his way of asking questions and, and the way she smiles and like kind of taking inventory yeah. of all the little pieces that you find in every person, because whether it's an awful date or not, there's still some type of nugget in that space. And oh, so to mm-hmm. find it and so... And have fun. It's like a fun. It's so weird and so wild, but it is fun. Yeah, each person's so different. So different. Not every person has to be for you. Mm -hmm. You Exactly. And they won't be. Yeah. Like I think so often we're just kind of like that was an interesting person, you know, and for some reason you needed to experience that date or whatever, but yeah, find the little piece of them that is something that you would want to have in a, in a permanent significant other and a yeah. forever person. Um, because for some reason there is something in there. So, That's so good. yeah, I love it, girl. If people want to connect with you or find out what they're, you're doing, how do oh, they do it? <laughs> all the Instagram and Instagram. websites yes. and things. Everything is Ariella Astoria. So ariellastoria.com on Twitter, on Instagram, on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. All Amazing. Things. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Ariella Astoria. <laughs> I love it. Just yeah. Google. <laughs> yeah. Or Google. That's the thing. That's, Google all comes <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I know. I tell people on not before, if it's an online date, I'm like, I don't give them my life. Because I'm like, that's so uncomfortable. Because they're yeah. like Kate Warman. And it's and like, like all, all this dating stuff. stuff. And they're like, is this date like oh, going no. to be on your podcast? podcast? Maybe, maybe not. Guess you'll have to find out. <laughs> I'm yes. Oh, maybe no. I yeah. <laughs> all it. right, girl. This has been so fun. So good. Thank you Thank so you. much. You're the best. <laughs> Wasn't that so incredible? And isn't Arielle just lovely as ever? I love that girl. And I got to say, I adore making newfound friends doing this episode. Having these conversations is so enriching for me. And so I hope that you guys enjoy them as much as I enjoy having them. Now, I'm also probably assuming that you guys are kind of like, wait, what just happened? What did we talk about? I've never thought about feminine masculine energy before. This is all new to me. I get it. I get it. But I really, really hope that right now you'll start thinking about this more and you'll start seeing how it actually is playing out in your lives or with the friends around you. And even for the dudes on here, uh, guys, I really hope this provided you with some clarity and even some new tools to be able to spot when a woman is doing this and find ways to interact with her and encourage her back into her feminine. Now, don't forget, in two days, I'm launching a mini-sode that'll give you even more tips on how to stay in your feminine energy and in your feminine self. So make sure to be on the lookout for that mini-sode. Can't I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartofdating. 
Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.